Welcome to For Your Amusement, a theme park podcast that aims to exhaustively evaluate the world's most popular theme park attractions to determine if they are world-class. I'm Ryan Bergara. I'm Byron Marin. And for this episode's featured attraction, we preview a whole-ass theme park, folks. We're talking about the big dog, Epic Universe. And joining us in Celestial Park is the one person that kept all of us little piggies fed during this time of speculation. I'm, of course, talking about Alicia Stella from theme park stop. Thank you for joining us on the pod, Alicia. I, I'm very excited to be here. Anytime anyone starts talking about Epic Universe, I will materialize in the room. Yeah, you're like Candyman. If we say Epic Universe <laughs> three times in the mirror, you'll slowly appear behind us. Yes. It's, it it would have felt like a sin having anyone else, I think, no, it truly discuss would've. this park. <laughs> you have single-handedly put the entire theme park community on your back. We did not have any information to go off of of this theme park, even though it was announced, what, 2019, 18? 2019. <laughs> I started covering it in 2018, which is amazing because, like, no one believed me. And uh, a local news station actually reached out and they're like, we believe you. And they wanted me to do like a, a show off all the permits and stuff. And like it had got no traction because it wasn't announced yet. There is actually this hilarious meme. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I believe it's it's one of those memes of like a guy whispering something into like a girl's ear at like a party. And she mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like going slack jawed because it's just not interesting. But it's this guy. He's like, so anyways, there's this there's this lady online. She looks up permits and there's another guy. <laughs> guy who i think he has a drone and he takes photos with it and together they kind of form this super team to that that they keep me all updated on epic universe and uh it's basically have you seen that there's a lot of versions of those memes yeah i think that was from hal bowers that's uh bio reconstruct by the way uses a helicopter which makes it even Ah. more difficult because he's literally in that helicopter with a point shoot camera zooming all the way in not like a drone which stands still so the amount of talent that he's uh, putting forth there for 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 us to bring us those photos. It's incredible. I, I salute <laughs> I salute them. I don't know who it is. A superhero, he, lo- local superhero. How do you think Universal feels about the like bio reconstruct? Because because um, they have never commented on it, right? No, no. Um, when it comes to like what he does and what I do, uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Like, he, Universal like would rather probably announce things on their own schedule, but with Universal's schedule, things are already open by the time they announce it. Yeah, so, I like, think they've even had inside jokes of having like the worst kept secrets for some of their. Uh, yeah, I think they've said that themselves. But then again, like there's so much hype getting generated and like excitement amongst yeah. like, park fans that maybe on the other hand, it's like, well, okay, we're getting years of extra like maybe free advertising or. No, it's. I think it's, that's how the fans look at it. The fans look at it as like, yeah, but you're getting us all like excited about it. And I think um, Universal probably looks at it as like, well, they would have got excited about it anyway when we announce it. And I'm like, yeah, but the the window is so short when you guys announce it. Like, let us enjoy this. Besides, what are we going to not talk about an entire theme park being built? It's like, crazy. We're just going to ignore it yeah. over there for four years because we've never had anything close to being like this. Now that with like the amount of technology and like you mm-hmm. know the research information, no, it's absolutely insane. Like we've had beautifully rendered modern lands that are built, you know, in the past you know decade. You know, like we're talking about Cars Land, Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. you know, all the Wizarding Worlds, but we've never had a park that did that for every single land. Like the entire the park time. is going to be right. that. I can't get over it. <laughs> It's been a while since I've had the the, the 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 great pleasure of going to a completely new theme park. 
But there's really nothing better. Your entire day is dedicated to all new stuff. Previously, the only way I could even get a semblance of that, a sniff of it, if you will, is vicariously. Like if I brought like a friend who had never been to Disneyland mm -hmm. or something before, then I could kind of feel like, oh, I'm seeing it through the eyes of this person who's experiencing it all at once. And I don't even, I might pass out. Once I once I go through the Kronos for me, like I don't get out of Orlando. So for me, it's um, Disney's Animal Kingdom and Islands of Adventure. And we're talking over two decades ago, you know, 25, 26 years ago was the last time I got to enjoy an entirely new theme park. And it, that kind of what like what set me down this road, like I'm obsessed with theme parks, because I got to go to like the team member and cast member previews for those parks, Oh man, just seeing a whole new theme park for the first time. And I'm like, this wasn't here a few years ago. It's absolutely And I'm kind of like, I've been waiting for this moment to, to get that feeling again. That's so good. I it's it there's really nothing quite like it. Um, Meanwhile, we got California event in 2001 yeah what a what a what a, <laughs> what a what banger a, what a banger that was uh, one day that park will be complete though you know one so. day one day <laughs> i have a couple more questions for you here but before we get into that we don't typically do this on this podcast but mm -hmm. if you like the podcast go ahead and like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube.com slash watcher podcasts or subscribe and rate the podcast five stars if you're just listening or tell a friend you know it helps keep this podcast alive we don't typically ever ask folks to do this. And I, I realize lately that like, maybe we should ask folks to do this a little bit more because <laughs> like oftentimes when you watch a YouTube video or when I am, the creator will be like, hey, why don't you, uh, if you like the video, like and subscribe, it helps me. And I'm always like, oh, sweet. Okay, I'll do that. So uh, I don't know why I had an aversion to that. Maybe it was foolish pride, but uh, it would be, it would help a lot. Anyways, uh, moving on to the questions. What is your current excitement level at right now out of 10? Oh, no, I've been at an 11 for like three years. How do you so, sustain that? <laughs> I, caffeine mostly. Fair, um, fair. No, by being immersed in it nonstop. Like I'm looking at the permits. I'm looking at the like patented technologies. I'm looking up the trademarks to know what all the names of the rides are going to be. I'm like scrolling the forums nearly all day long. I'm on Twitter for some reason still. It's like following all the right people. Like, so I am eat, sleep, dream like breathe epic universe nonstop. And thank God we're all the better for it. I, I actually <laughs> theorize that you must have been some sort of like private investigator to be able to track down all of these permits and patents. Is that something that you just had a know-how to do beforehand I, or did you start that because of this journey? I both, I don't know. I don't mind legalese. Like for some reason, I find comfort in reading convoluted text. Oof. So going through government documents is like, fun something wrong with me it's a high sedative so, for me <laughs> but it has to be a subject that i care about and so like i never really needed to go through government documents but now that there's something i care about and i'm like every single day refresh refresh all these different like websites um and thankfully florida has like the you know the information act so we got lots of uh, public information oh. and anytime you build a new structure you have to show those plans so like at the old parks, if they refurbish something, if they build something where something else would like once stood, they'll keep a fraction of a wall standing and like they'll call it a refurbishment and you won't get these like detailed plans published publicly. So but when a new park is being built from dirt, you get to see all of it. That's incredible. I wonder if there's like some universal exec that's always just like another leak from Stella. Damn you, <laughs> Stella. Stella! Just cursing the heavens. I know it's uh, hard to toot your own horn, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to get to tooting right here, uh, okay. which is you know I probably could have worded that better. But 
How many <laughs> things have you guessed correctly at this point? Okay, so you know a couple weeks ago when they announced like all of Celestial Park, yes. the center of Epic Universe, and the names of all the lands. Every single one of them I had said before. I know. I saw every single one. When they released that video, you were the first person I thought of. And I was like, oh my God, this is the chickens coming home to roost. She fucking nailed it. Every <laughs> single detail she had already said to us. That must have felt incredible. The, the splash pad. I've said the name of the splash pad before. That's insane. Of all things. Um, like, I, I, I don't like like saying I told you so or like tooting my own horn or anything but it it's weird it was surreal like I I couldn't sleep for a few days because these are words that I've been saying out of my mouth for years for sure and people question it like the name of the Harry Potter land is Ministry of Magic but the land takes place in the Fantastic Beast Paris and people are always like leaving comments on the YouTube video like why would they name the land after the ride and why would the ride take place in Britain but the land take place in France and I'm like look I'm just reporting this I didn't design it and then when they announced it as those two things everyone like is like I can't believe you were right and I was like I can't believe I was right like it's absurd that I was right on such a weird design but but, like yeah it's it's vindicating but at the same time it's also surreal because i it's been so long since 2019 they announced the park yeah, they yeah. showed us their concept art and now they announced the lands that's a big gap it's it's crazy and i mean that's what i'm saying for those of you who are listening i should have said this up top but alicia stella she i mentioned she runs theme park stop from 2019 or 2018 apparently till now like she had just mentioned, there had been a gap between the announcement of the park and actual details being confirmed. And she has just been working the streets from that time until now, releasing every little tidbit of information. And it's almost 100% correct. And you're a better human than me. If the day that official announcement video came out and everything that I had said was going to happen was confirmed to have happened... <laughs> I would have had a live stream in which I just flicked off the camera for 24 straight hours with a big <laughs> banner behind me that just said, I told you so. And you're, 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 you're no. so much more gracious no. than I would have been. No. Uh, it's it's Because be I incredible. do this for the fun of it. Even if I wasn't like making videos or doing podcasts or talking online or like, I would still be doing this. I'm obsessed. I get Whether it. or not y'all share in my love with oh, it. Oh, no, you know? we are weirdos as so, well. We, uh, <laughs> so, so when I see it all get confirmed, it's not so much, oh, my God, I was right. It's, oh, my God, it's happening. Like, I'm just like sharing in the joy of it being real. No, I, I, I got to tell you, and this is not going to come to a shock. Uh, of many of our listeners slash viewers this podcast is not exactly making us into a, a, a scrooge mcduck a scrooge mcduck <laughs> jumping into a money pit this is not a, a financially viable podcast it's only because we are obsessed with this and we need somewhere mm -hmm. to bounce this crazy energy off of otherwise we'll just yeah accost anybody at any party we're at with like details of patents right People always say, like, why did you start the podcast? And it's like, because my wife was sick of hearing about Epic Universe. My wife, too. Like, yeah, it's like she couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and like, like, I'm just talking through her at this point. And I'm like, wait, why? You're not even interested. I need to find people. I need to find my people so that I can, like, talk with them. And uh, so, I honestly, out of everything... Like, that's been the most magical thing, because there's a good community. That's incredible. Like, uh, everyone you've had on your show, they're all, like, friends of mine. Like, we all know each other. It's it's kind of... Uh, it's it's 
weird when you're in a room with all the other YouTubers who do the like theme park stuff because we all hear each other's voices, but like yeah. we're disconnect, we're like detached from our own heads. So it's like hearing Kevin like defunct land talk, like but in a room just like talking about like snacks or something. And I'm like, <laughs> this, this is so weird. <laughs> no, I I totally I was legit starstruck when uh when we had defunct land on here because I've been watching him for years as well. And honestly, it's a similar experience to right now. I did, you've done a great service. It's kind of cool to meet somebody who is as passionate about theme parks as you are because it's an immediate shorthand you have with them. Like you already have this mm-hmm. community that you're you're in in that moment. You have this great thing in common where otherwise you would be strangers. Um, right. It's fantastic. But anyways, this this episode is obviously a little bit different. We're covering an entire theme park that hasn't even opened yet. So some of our normal sections will be a little altered. And I'll call it out when they are. Um, and in case you're wondering, yes, there will be world-class tests at the end of this episode. I'm sure you're like, how the hell is that possible? We're going to make it possible with an Epic Universe twist. And uh, it's going to be that new sound you're looking for, if you will. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that's... Here at For Your Amusement, we are kids at heart, and one of my favorite memories was Saturday morning cartoons and cereal. Meow, while cartoons have grown with us, it seems like cereal just didn't. As I got older, I had to watch out for sugar and empty carbs. But thankfully, Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but with high protein and less sugar. Magic Spoon's variety pack comes with four flavors, which are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs, and only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Go to magicspoon.com F-Y-A to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code F-Y-A at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it is backed with an 100% happiness guarantee. So, if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash F-Y-A and use code F-Y-A to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Now back to the show. Let's move on to the, the history, though. Okay, first off, I understand that this I might as well be a finance bro explaining finances to Warren Buffett. Um, when going over the history of Epic Universe, but um, here we go. May 28th, 1999, Universal opens Islands of Adventure officially, becoming Universal's much-needed second gate at their growing Orlando resort. We are proud to unveil Universal Studios' Islands of Adventure. But what most people didn't know at the time was that Universal had purchased a massive additional plot of land from Lockheed Martin, an aerospace development and manufacturing company, just a few miles south of their two theme parks, with the intention of growing their resort even further in hopes of better competing with the enormous expanse of Walt Disney World. However, the early 2000s were not kind to Universal, which was at the time a subsidiary of General Electric and Vivendi, which is a French mass media holdings company. Apologies if I mispronounced that. The financial stress generated through this shifting ownership pushed them into selling back the land that they had purchased in the 90s. But in 2011, Comcast comes in and buys a 51% stake in NBC Universal and snags up the remaining 49% in 2013. 
coming in with intentions of expanding the Universal Orlando Resort. In 2017, they opened Volcano Bay, a water park featuring state-of-the-art queuing and serving as the resort's third advertised park. Hey, man, that park fucking rules. <laughs> you watch your mouth. Hey, I, lo I love it. I, I just, love it's that It's interesting park. that, you know, Disney World has two water parks, but they call it a four park. Excellent lazy river there. It is. Volcano Bay, I think, is the best water park, though, I've ever been to. I think it I is for me close. as well. Um, you could order drinks on the beach and they'll just bring them to you. You could just float around in a lazy river and wait for your little, uh, what, what do they call it? The, uh, the Your return time for your little wristband? Tapu tapu. Tapu tapu. tapu, tapu. <laughs> By this point, Universal had already repurchased roughly 750 acres of the massive plot of land that they had lost in 2003. In July of 2018, Comcast confirms the development of a fourth gate at the Universal Orlando Resort over an earnings call, but it wouldn't be announced publicly until August 1st, 2019 by Tom Williams, who was at the time chairman and CEO of Universal Parks and Resorts. Officially titled Universal's Epic Universe, the new parks announcement was also completed with a 2023 target opening date, as well as a beautiful piece of concept art that would immediately draw in the excited, squinting eyes of theme park and Universal fans. It's going to blow your mind. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Unfortunately, in 2020, the world would get hit with COVID-19 resulting in Epic Universe construction, pausing work in July of that year. But on March 3rd, 2021, Universal announced on their blog that construction was to continue immediately. But still, the construction delay and perhaps other variables at play led Comcast to push the target opening date to summer of 2025. On March 8th, 2023, Universal announced a name change, only dropping the apostrophe S and keeping it simply Universal Epic Universe. Hmm. The following Drop year, the S, it's cleaner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Facebook, nice. The following year would be left up to speculation amongst Park and Universal fans, many of whom worked together tracking patents, studying maps, documenting progress, and using various information outlets to share in the excitement together and begin to celebrate the possible experiences being built right before our very eyes. January 30th, 2024, Universal releases an official park preview video via YouTube, led by now chairman and CEO of Universal Destinations and Experiences, Mark Woodbury, featuring an overview of all the lands and the many attractions featured within, which guests will be guided to via the Kronos entryway that leads to an exciting display of portals which have materialized in thanks to a special alignment of planets. I gotta say, it is genuinely thrilling to be doing a history section and the history is still being written at the moment. <laughs> like the fact that that last bullet point happened a mere couple weeks ago. Yeah, pretty weird. It's so bizarre. I can't believe we're it's happening. It, we're in the middle we're of in it. it. This is now. This is, yeah. I know. This, it's around us. This is the first time that it felt like a to be continued. It's. I can't <laughs> believe it. We're gonna have to do a retrospective on this like after we go to the park. Because... That is uh, yeah, a, a good de a good debrief, a good debrief. And I, mm -hmm. I, I, am, I will say I am a little worried about overhyping it too much in my head because I tend to do that. But I can't imagine this thing doesn't deliver. I, I just can't based on everything I've seen. I mean, not to jinx it, but it is the Internet. So I'm sure there will be plenty that come after me and be like, you've been building this up for so long. And then it's just a normal theme park. Like, I thought it was going to, like, give me gold. And I was going to, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have the best time of my entire life. I thought it was going to change everything. It did give me Meanwhile, goals. like I'm going to walk in and like tears streaming down my face, like no matter what, it could suck. It could be completely terrible. I'm still going to like, it still exists. And that in and of itself is exciting. Yeah. I can't think of many things that I've been excited about for this amount of time. 
and then I get to actually see them realized. And because of you, Alicia, I now know all of the stuff that went into the planning of it. So it's almost like I felt like I was kind of a fly on the wall in mm-hmm. the conception of this park. And to, like when you hear these big ideas, I don't, I don't operate in like a world where you can hear big ideas like this and then actually see them come to fruition. So it just feels like we're along for the ride. Uh, and I don't think that's because of Universal. That's because of you, which is amazing. Um, so I'm just excited. I just can't wait. And does, does that do it for the history, Byron? I mean, that's where we're at. Alicia, if there's any uh, big, I'm, I'm sure I've missed plenty of. The only thing that you left out is back in 99, they released the early plans for what they were going to do with that land. And it did have two theme parks and a lot of golf courses. <laughs> I- so many golf courses. That I think you need to mention the golf course. It's very important. That's like, funny. They were be- obsessed back then. It's funny because I had it written in there, and then I reduced <laughs> it to let's just compete with Walt Disney World. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Well, am I going to write go- golf course in the history? But that's so true. Like, it was no shocking. There was like theme park, theme park, golf, 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 hotel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I love golf, but do we really need all these golf courses? <laughs> <laughs> put more theme parks you should take out every golf course in america and put a theme park there instead uh um, let's move on to some fun facts and basics uh these are uh things that have been confirmed for the most part as far as we could tell they're either official from universal and if not i i won't say that um but uh <laughs> let's, let's go through some of these bad boys and as i said before alicia feel free to add some whenever you'd like or to uh say hey that's not a fact First fact we're going to go through here is the park cost, and this one is very nebulous. The park apparently cost $550 million to build, which seems insanely low, especially considering- <laughs> it's not right. There's no way. It's not right. Because- no, it's. It, do you want the actual number? Oh, I have other ones here, and I want to see if- even, oh. even the, <laughs> okay. I have two other ones, and I want to see if okay. even those are right. Because okay. Rise of the Resistance alone cost about $450 mm-hmm. million. Dollars. Uh, so mm-hmm. $550 is out of control. Other mm-hmm. reports have the park coming in at a billion dollars, and mm-hmm. others say three to four billion. What have you heard? Five point nine. That still feels low to me. Is that crazy? Uh, it could it could be that doesn't include the road work. It doesn't include. It might not even include the two hotels across the street. I'm not sure. If we're just talking about the proper, like actual theme park proper, it might not include like the land acquisition, the development of surrounding areas. It can't. There's the no Shingle way. The Creek, the water management, all those things are probably separate. Just the theme park, the lands, and the licensing alone is like close to seven billion six billion seven billion dollars the reason people keep misattributing things is that in a comcast earnings call they only say what they're spending this year and they never say how much of that is allocated to epic universe they usually say we're spending 1.2 billion dollars in the the blah 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 fiscal year 2023 with most of that going to epic universe's construction and because it's year by year you have to add them all up and when you add them all up, then you get the total sum. And I think people, like even business uh, uh, newspapers and stuff, are reporting just that year's billion. And I don't even know where the 550 came from. That is way off it's, base. It, it, it costs it, 500 million alone to license <laughs> Harry Potter. You know what's, do you, do, is the reason that they don't outwardly say it, in, especially in these shareholder meetings, is because they don't want to worry shareholders about the cost? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that has to be. I knew there was it's some It's like evil the Disney reason. thing of spreading out the construction as long as possible so that on the books it looks like you only spent a little bit because it's like you know bit by bit Mm, this is just like never say how much you're spending all at once it was scare them but 
I just did. So I apologize if I've scared anyone who's a shareholder at Comcast. I, I got, but it's spread out. I hate to break it to you, Alicia. There's no shareholders listening to For Your Amusement. And if they are, I, I, and, I and if you. they are, they are so optimistic about this park that <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, we're going to get it back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now that we're talking about like a seven, uh, like a seven plus billion park, and that's got to be that's the most expensive. Because I was thinking the one, like, what was the most expensive park built before this? Was it Disney Sea? Maybe with four billion oh. or. I, I don't know, because with inflation, everything's like yeah, uh, probably true. Universal Beijing that was, I, I think came in similarly. Oh, I want to go so something, bad. Five point something billion dollars. So that's it's incredibly crazy. similar to that, which was not that long ago. Uh, it literally just opened three years ago, two and a half years ago. So I, I think it's similar to that. And I, anyone who's reporting on Epic Universe's figures, look at what they spent at Beijing. It's nearly the same like scale project, even the number of hotels, the road work, all of it is similar scale. So if that costs five point something, why wouldn't this cost five point something? For sure. And uh, and here's a little, just for folks who aren't too familiar with the weeds of what's going on with Epic Universe, here's a little everything you kind of need to know, the basics. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through them here. Alicia, feel free to correct me or add some as we go here. This massive park will have four portals, one central hub called Celestial Park. Uh, the four portals are as follows, and these are confirmed Super Nintendo World, How to Train Your Dragon, Isle of Burke, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic, and last but not least, my favorite, Dark Universe. Each portal will have a little saying on them, a little inscription as you go under the portal entries, which are going to be pretty sweet uh, on how to train your dragon. It's going to be we, my friends, have dragons. Dark universe. It's alive. It's alive. Classic Frankie stuff. Super Nintendo World. Here we go. Here we go. I would have preferred. <laughs> and it's not as popular, but I just love the little toad voice at the beginning of Mario Kart when he goes, start! <laughs> or have you played a lot of Mario Party? That's on the ride. That's on the ride. It is so. on the ride. Yeah. Could have used a little toad guy screaming that at me as I walked through the portal. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and in Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic, it's uh, for in dreams, we enter a world that is entirely our own. Kind of dorky. But uh, it, I believe that's a that's a quote from the book or something like that, correct? I'm not a- it's a Dumbledore quote. I think it's in the movie, too. It's I just think that Harry Potter's an overachiever, so it has to be wordy. Fair All enough. the other ones are nice yeah. and short. Yeah, no brevity there. Also uh, noteworthy is that the Harry Potter land, and Alicia already mentioned this, will be mostly based on the Fantastic Beasts Paris. Uh, for all you folks that want to conjure up images of Eddie Redmayne talking out the side of his mouth and twitching for two hours, no, which he does a lot. That's just in those the films. land, though. It is not the ride. Not the just ride. The land. And apparently, you just could, the land. Uh, and this is uh, more of a, the rumor variety. Maybe it isn't. Have they confirmed that you get into the Ministry of Magic via the Flu Network? I read that on one of no. your blog posts. They did not confirm that. I don't believe they have confirmed the timeline, though. This 1920s Wizarding Paris and 1990s British Ministry of Magic. And the fact that they have to say that and like explain that, it's like so weird <laughs> because we don't think about it, but Harry Potter series takes place in the 90s and Fantastic Beasts takes place in the 20s. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to combine those two together, not only are you transporting from one place in Europe to another, but you're literally 
going through time, which the time turner is the logo on the portal. So it's all fine. That makes sense, mm-hmm. I guess. No one's no no average guess is going to be like these timelines don't match up. So I mean, but nerds are going to be like these timelines, they match up. Uh, <laughs> the first land you enter is Celestial Park, and then you choose your own portal from there. Uh, but Celestial is not going to be any slouch, folks. Universal claims it will be, quote, the heart of Universal Epic Universe. And aside from that, we know that it will feature a pretty neat carousel called the Constellation Carousel, which will have vehicles that I, I saw will go six feet up. Is that correct? Did, did they say that? I can't. I don't. I saw that somewhere else. I'm not so sure about that one. That's why I'm pointing it out. But I did see okay. confirmed that it will glide forward. It will glide forward mm-hmm. and backward. And uh, the vehicles will rotate 360 mm-hmm. degrees, which is fucking sweet. I've never even... How the the redundancy you would think would be dumb, but I love the idea of a carousel also yeah. having figures that go carousel on their own. Well, it's it's little mini circles on oh. the big circle, so like a teacup ride or a, a tilt a whirl, how they have a circle with the ride vehicles on it, and that circle spins on the bigger turntable. So you got spinning while you're spinning. Barf fest, awesome, and uh, this will uh, while going up and down <laughs> while going up and down. There's also going to be a bar nearby, which is going to be great. Uh, two bars nearby that's two. right that's right i'm gonna get to those later and then uh uh this this uh celestial park will also feature a potential e-ticket i'm not i would say it's an east e-ticket i don't think they've confirmed mm-hmm. it as that but uh in starfall racers uh starfall racers is the dual launch coaster in celestial park with trains made to look like comets which is fucking cool here's how they're going to accomplish that and this is also why this ride will cook at night Uh, This is from Universal. Quote, with no external track lighting at night, the fully illuminated ride vehicles appear as comets shooting across the night sky above Celestial Park, end quote. So there's not going to be any like like, uh, tracker lighting on the actual uh, coaster itself, just on the vehicles. But lots of lights on the trains, yeah. I wonder if, and I I remember hearing this in your podcast, Alicia, because you just talked about this. I wonder if they will have any kind of like effect where it looks like the the tail of the comet is kind of like dissipating as it's moving i was wondering that too but like i think the way they worded it it sounds like it's just the trains and they're just going to be very bright up against the night sky so the train will just happen on its own like the trail so um but also they're like there might be lights pulsing on the train itself too oh, that'd be cool. because it like um like a modern version of hollywood rip ride rocket i was just about to say <laughs> like like a, a less gaudy version of that. <laughs> like a less obnoxious version of that but like a, a some kind of trail light on the vehicles to try to make it um i think there might even be like a swirly light at the beginning like at the front of the train too uh so while in motion oh, it'll give it some that's a rumor we're getting into rumor territory sorry uh I, and I, I didn't want to be that guy, but I was about to say Rip Ride Rocket, they kind of do this already with just lights on the, the vehicles themselves. So, mm-hmm. Which is why this next tidbit is even cooler, because there is extra uh, sauce on, on these ride vehicles. <laughs> and this is confirmed in the sense that they mentioned something like this would happen with the, uh, the, the, the ride vehicles. And Alicia knows where I'm going with this because she just said it mm-hmm. on her podcast. But uh, there is apparently a very light IP tie-in to these mm-hmm. uh ride vehicles byron did you know about this i do not one could say they will mcfly ah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a quote from andre andreza duarte uh, senior manager of U- uh, universal orlando internal communications quote although i can't give this easter egg away just yet just know that there's a gift for true universal fans on the back of each coaster vehicle truly out of time end quote what do um, you think this means well i saw some articles 
um, some blog posts from people who assume that means there will be a Back to the Future license plate That's on the back. That's what I imagine, yeah. Because it says out of time in the in the hint. But what I've heard is it will be an actual flux capacitor. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, which will light up uh, along with all the other LEDs on the vehicles. But it'll be hidden on the back. So you have to like crook your head and look oh my God. at the station to even notice it because it's an Easter egg. I'm going to just have a gajillion beers and then just look at that flux capacitor fluxing while I'm on this bad boy. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. We have a test on this podcast called the Simpsons test, which uh, mm-hmm. laments the replacing of Back to the Future with the Simpsons. And the fact that we're kind of getting, in a way, a Back to the Future roller coaster. Dude. <laughs> in a, in no. a way. In a way. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey watch yourself. What, what if it ends up being Simpsons in space? It's not going to be Simpsons. Well, luckily, well, I mean, they're not going to, they can't build any more Simpsons stuff, right? No, I think uh, Simpsons they don't, are going they away. Don't own, the rights well, are going away. Yeah. Did you, um not to throw off the entire uh, course of this podcast, but Pokemon? did you see my last uh, video and article? Was it about the Pokemon? Per- no, the parade <laughs> that's supposed to debut later this year at Universal Studios Florida. No, what is it? Might have. It might have Back to the Future in the parade. Oh, yes. Yeah, because there was the when you were talking about Ghostbusters, too, as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Oh, man. They, finally, they're leaning on the historic films that they have within their database instead of going for the flavor of the week. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, some just some other stuff about this coaster that is confirmed. Supposed to be 5,000 feet of track, 133 feet uh, foot heights, speeds of 62 miles per hour. Yeah, I'm going to be seated. There's one other thing about this coaster that I think is confirmed, but I don't want to spoil it because it is a maneuver that this coaster does, and I don't want to spoil it. It's going to be great. Just They even said the name. They, they did said say, the name. They did say yeah. the name, and uh, you know, we'll leave that. Well, we can't give you everything on this podcast, uh, <laughs> but if you do want everything, go to Alicia's. <laughs> she, 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 will, she will feed you. I know, I'm, I'm curious if they're going with a different manufacturer than usual for that one. Who are they going with? They're going with Mock, I believe, for Starfall um, Racers. I have a theory. Mock Rides is doing that one and also the small roller coaster over at Dark Universe. Oh, the Intamin is Intamin is doing a roller coaster here for How to Train Your Dragon. Um, but at the time, they were also doing Velocicoaster and Hagrid's yeah, when yeah. this was all being drawn up. So they may have turned to Mock. Um, because Mock, Mock does the little boat ride over at How to Train Your Dragon. I, I, I think they may have turned to them because the manufacturers can only do so many things at the same time. And it has nothing to do with leaving Intamin behind because we know Intamin yeah. is doing Fast and Furious over um, in your neck of the woods. That's right. And, so, like, and progressing coasters fast. like universally and ha- Hagrid's like loved. So yeah. I guess the, so, like, I think, yeah. Intamin, I guess, had more of a reputation, I guess, beforehand of like reliability, but it seems like they've really... I mean, Velocicoaster seems, I mean, up until like a week or so ago, seemed extremely reliable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hagrid's more for just the technical reasons. She needed so a rest. The, she needed to rest a little yeah. bit. Blue needed and, yeah. to get some some refueling. Go eat some yeah. like Gatorade or some shit like that. She hasn't had, she hasn't had a vacation in how long since it opened like in 21 or whatever? Just give her three days off. Speaking Jeez. of Velocicoaster, the, the Mosasaurus role is mm-hmm. not the same as what's going to happen on Starfall, but it's going to be something similar where it's going to be a showstopper kind of maneuver mm-hmm. and then byron's looking at me he's like don't I, spoil I, it for i've me. seen the, i've seen the video but, or i've seen the uh like the re- like you i know, haven't even the looked animation. at that i just know i um, read it and i was like i i, I i'm okay with mm-hmm. reading spoilers i don't like seeing them and then i just kind of then i can imagine what they were going to look like yeah. a uh, lot of, a lot of rides i avoid but that one was like it was being built before our eyes because they can't like hide it in a show no, building can't. or anything like that so you're just like seeing it off the freeway like, oh my god that's why i'm excited about the one in hollywood uh, one of Celestial Park's two table service restaurants, The Atlantic, which will be across Neptune Pool and Celestial Park, 
uh, will apparently create the illusion of being underwater. From Universal, quote, the decorative fish that line the ceiling are surrounded by metallic curtains that shimmer as they sway, creating the illusion of being underwater in a massive aquarium, end quote. Uh, appropriately, they're also going to serve surf and turf here, which is great in case you want to bookend lobster with some coasters and throw up all over, <laughs> all over everybody, which is, I can't wait. And this is one of two restaurants that will have its own bar. The Atlantic has its own bar, and I believe the Pan Pacific Asian restaurant, which, uh, what is the name of that? Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon Pan Asian restaurant will also have its own bar. And I imagine mm-hmm. there's going to be a bunch of bars scattered throughout this entire theme park, but those are the ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bars. Every time I think of that old commercial, more bars in more places. There's a but also <laughs> a putting, Verizon commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. But also putting the park in theme park is something they yeah. said. I love it. It's beautiful. How about the fact? I mean, back to the future uh, flux capacitor aside. How about the fact that these are two rides not tied to an IP or an entire like largest section of original the theme park? ideas. That are all like, yeah, there's not a restaurant like themed. The only thing really themed after anything is a Nintendo store. And apparently that pizza restaurant, the one that's kind of lightly themed after the 1902 movie Flight to the Moon or whatever the fuck that's called for all you film heads out there. Is that it? Is that like copyright free now at this point? (laughs) It has to be. Uh, They have a a reference to that in this uh, quick service restaurant called Pizza Moon in Celestial Park. And the logo of it on the front of it is the little moon guy. Mm -hmm. Funny dude. Speaking of, of just the whole park in general confirmed with the actual official announcement video stevie spielberg consultant epic universe is built on an amazing concept i don't know how much they paid him just to make to sit down for five minutes to do a talking head interview. do you know he still gets a percentage of the door at universal orlando oh, yeah. and it, he will for this theme park too that guy because he worked so hard in 1990 on the original park his he he's smart he takes a bit of the back end so he still gets a percentage and this is how he earns it he shows up he does this video he did a walk around the park and he's like good job everyone pay me like incredible gets his, his annual payment still writing the movies i see yeah thank you every breath that <laughs> guy work, takes everyone. he's making a gajillion dollars <laughs> it's, it's incredible i love stevie go get your bag uh there's also going to be a fountain show in the seven acres of water which will dance to music and reach heights of 135 feet out of the top of your head what's higher that or world of color they're close they're very close i forget i what. think world of color is just a hair over that it's 200 Whoa. Oh my god! Yeah, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> it's dwarfed. Both of those are dwarfed by the Bellagio fountains. Oh yeah, four hundred and sixty feet. What? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. No, they do it bigger in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> Dark Universe is centered around a new character, Doctor Victoria Frankenstein from Universal. Quote: Guests encounter everything from the experiments of Doctor Victoria Frankenstein to the shadowy landscape where monsters roam in a world of myth and mystery. Uh, but who's coming to the party? You might ask. We got official images of Big Frank himself, Dracula, our fuzzy guy, the Wolfman, and the roster could include the Bride of uh, Frankenstein and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Love them. Would invite them if I knew them. There's apparently some lore that links all four portals with Celestial Park being, quote, a world between worlds where everything begins and ends. We'll see about that. Have you do you have anything about how that's what they mean by that, Alicia? Uh, there's a medallion glowing orb thing at the top of each portal, yeah. and a matching one is on the Kronos entry portal. Um, and the Kronos is 
I, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're all connected. There's power running through the different portals and, um, it's using the power of the universe. I heard a rumor that the, um, the big main arch has like a sun moon disc at the top. Yeah. And at nighttime, like as soon as the sun sets, they do a big ceremony and the thing flips around to face the park. What so the like fuck? now it's nighttime. Um, like they're really leaning into the like lore of the celestialness of like, and the, the stars literally powering the orbs at the top of the portals so when you walk through a portal there's like led walls and it's like all like weird magic electricity stuff because you're traveling like in a video game to another world it sounds like these creatives harnessed the power of marijuana to come up with with all this uh (laughs) as we do sometimes as well meanwhile in tomorrowland (laughs) yeah exactly look at that astro orbiter that's gonna be fucking sweet Oh, moving on to one of my favorite parts of this entire park, and it's hilarious because it's the hotel. The Helios Mm -hmm. Grand Hotel, which was confirmed to be the name, will be in the theme park. Not just out front like Disneyland Paris or even to the side like the Grand Californian. It's going to be in the fucking theme park and at the back of it, no less. There's also two other hotels outside the park called Stella Nova and Terra Luna, which are going to be space themed and are the value resorts. I can't even imagine how expensive Helios is going to be. I was going to say, do, do we all take guesses at uh, opening week rates for well, that? Stella and Terra are going to be, what, 149 to 200 a night is what I saw? Up to 300 I think. If you buy four or five nights, it goes down to like 149 So just stay Damn. for a week. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you, you could go to the other parks. I wonder, have you heard anything about the Helios prices? No, I have not. But my guess would be go and look up whatever Grand Floridian is, because that's probably the closest you can get to the type of experience yeah. they're trying to go for. Because like Grand Floridian is on the monorail line. It's right next to, next to the Magic Kingdom. It's fancy looking. And that's what this is. It's super fancy looking. And it's right. Literally, you walk out the lobby into the theme park. Yeah, I've stayed at the Hard Rock uh, Hotel, which is one of their deluxe resorts uh, mm-hmm. in, in Orlando, right outside uh, Universal Orlando. Fantastic. I think that ran you about, was it like 400 or 500 bucks a night or something like that? Just about, yeah. And that one's a five minute walk to the entrance to the theme park. And maybe less if you walk quickly through the butterfly garden. Um, this one is a zero minute walk into the theme I can't park. Believe so it. you have to imagine it's at least twice as much a night as something like Hard Rock. Yeah. What portals is it closest to? What lands? Dark Universe and Harry Oh Potter. my God. Dark Universe. I, I, you're telling me I could mainline the Wolfman coaster and then just crawl first in to line. a little, a little, little nightcap. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> oh, um, do, do you think they'll do the same thing with the express pass, uh, here at Epic Universe? I guess that's more of like a whole, like an entire guest experience, but like, I guess if they bring, obviously if they do act like express pass the same way they do these other two parks, it will be at Grand Helios, but you would think so. You would think so. Um, well, we'll get more details on the hotel when they announce they technically, cause the reservations aren't open for that yet. Reservations are open for the two smaller or they're bigger hotels, but the lesser money hotels. Um, I have a theory that we're not going to have express at all for this theme park for like the first year. That might be but good. They did. They did build express lines into all the rides. It's in the permits as express. There's single rider at like half the rides, uh, just like the existing resort. Um, But I think once the express lines open, maybe Helios then will offer express as included just the same as the three hotels that do at the the existing resort, because it adds a lot of express capacity to the overall resort. So you would get not just express for Epic Universe here, but maybe express for Epic Universe at all the hotel, the three hotels. Um, so it would just be a fourth one that gives you free express. That's my theory, but it's got to wait till the express lines open. Yeah, I, I 
it might be a good thing for, for the first year just for the 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 lines <laughs> to have no express pass just Hagrid still doesn't have express yeah but you know you want to get your ride working before you uh, got like well yeah. you certainly do moving on Yoshi ride hell yeah apparently it's called Yoshi's adventure love him love his funny little eggs uh, they have this joint over in Japan it's it's like a standard omni mover a kitty ride seems like it's, it's mainly for the kids just based on what i've heard but and me and, and, and yeah. me look, as well i look, saw on alicia's channel they tested I, it recently with weighted dummies and vehicles they're wrapped in plastic looks like everyone got whacked look i love i love a chill ride with good views i mean the people movers of the world so if it's anything the, the seuss trot the high in the sky seuss trolley over at that ride adventure it's hilarious that's my jam i love that ride <laughs> see uh, the the cat in the hat ride I could do without. Oh, I can't wait for that episode. <gasps> it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I went on there in a state and I left in a a, a different state. Let's just put it that way. Um, Donkey Kong Country. Fuck yeah. Love my barrel tossing king. Uh, I want to see that shiny ass temple that's in the... You said earlier that people were going to complain this place didn't give you gold. That temple is going to be gold. It's gold, golden banana right there. Uh, the end of the ride. You've got to win that golden banana. So I was wrong. I'm going to win. It's right there. Do you know... If this has a warp pipe entry within the Super Nintendo World Land, mm-hmm. it, does. it does. It's under the Yoshi ride oh my God. at the back of the land. That's so fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> another thing, I don't know if this is confirmed. I wasn't sure to put this whether or not in the rumors or not, but we we see it. We could all fucking see it. The Donkey Kong Minecart Roller Coaster, rumored to be called Donkey Kong Minecart Madness, mm-hmm. will feature a one-of-a-kind track system that will give the appearance of broken track with gaps that you actually jump across. And this is accomplished by having a true single rail track under the show track, which is the track that has the gaps in it, the show track. And the single rail track is going to be the thing you're actually rocking on. But it's going to create this amazing illusion, which is going to break my mind. Was that all accurate there, Alicia? That is all accurate. And it will it will actually be opening in just a few months at Universal Studios Japan. It's their first expansion to the original Super Nintendo world. So we'll probably see footage of it oh running in just a few months, maybe March, April, May. They said spring. So we, we got it. It's coming up. I'm guessing that's the same track layout, right? It's nearly the same. Mm. I think I think the track layout's the same. I just we have a little more um like show elements outside. Like we have a real waterfall on the front uh, of our temple and they do not because they were just a little bit shorter on space. So if there's a difference it's like 10 feet. They're using mist on theirs, right? Instead of mm-hmm. the waterfall. Yeah. It's a clever use of it, but our waterfall actually has room to go all the way down into the little courtyard area. Eat your heart out, Japan. Yeah, no this waterfall is the, for this you. is the very rare time I feel like we go like, "Oh, wow, we got the bigger and better version." That's right. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Orlando usually gets the bigger and better version. That's fair. They do have this. I guess you're yeah, talking about the SoCal yeah. people. We get the baby version of everything because we have no <laughs> land. And then my last confirmed little fact here. It's nerdy, but I fucking love those beacons. I, I just think it's a new, interesting take on the weenie. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this like massive structure. I just like the fact that it's like this giant pole that's skinny. You know, it's not like a you know, like uh, the facade for Big Thunder or Space Mountain or the castle. It's like, here's a stick, a wayfinder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and each one of the beacons, uh, it's just a way for you to see where you are in relation to all the different portals. I believe for Harry Potter, it's the Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. For How to Train Your da- Dragon, it's the uh, it's a little weather vane of Toothless. For Dark Universe, it's an, ele- an electric tower, which will glow with mm-hmm. special lighting effects, perhaps. For Super Nintendo World, it's pipes, the, the pipes with power-ups floating above them. Is that all? 
within yep. on board there. I remember when I said all that um, at the end of 2022 in a video talking about Celestial Park. Um, and, and I was like, I hope I'm right on these because they hadn't started building the beacons yet. Did you nail all uh, of the beacons? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. If, if you if you pull up the video and I put like uh, a, a, a for example image of multicolor pipes and I say the uh, Nintendo is rumored to be pipes and like I put an image there, it's like it's exact. It looks exact. You were like, fucking <laughs> nailing every key like you were playing Guitar Hero on expert mode, just ripping it, just every single I button. Know, I didn't know it would be the Elder Wand. I just knew it would be a hand holding a wand. So you know, I mean, you got to take the W there. <laughs> we need a little bit of surprise, you know. Uh, and now we're moving into some rumors here, uh, and then we'll move on to the world-class tests. In a reported leak, and this is, these are all rumors now, folks, so we don't know if these are going to happen, oh. but they're rumors in the sense that Alicia says they're rumors, so they're not rumors. They're probably going to happen. Uh, in a reported leak, and this one actually isn't from you, Alicia. This is one of the few oh. things I didn't find from you, so I'm okay. actually curious if this is true. There was a Helios Grand Hotel leak, apparently. Mm. Did you see the leak? I mean, it's not really... I believe an artist posted um artwork they did in their portfolio to get jobs and someone found it i don't know if you count that as a leak or just like a uh, someone's resume mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, i believe it's real artwork and they were beautiful um the most interesting thing in there was it was described as a weenie for the park yes. like cinderella castle you can sleep in and i was like oh that's kind of cool here's a <laughs> sentence from the leak that's just what you're talking about quote this is going to be quote set as the backdrop to the adjacent theme park the client sought to create a Disney castle, which was inhabitable, end quote. There you go. Fucking yeah. incredible. And uh, some on that note, some people have speculated that this is also going to be involved in the fireworks display. The hotel itself is going to be involved in that because there's a lagoon that sits behind it. That right. would be a good place to launch those bad boys off. Uh, I know some people have said maybe they'll do projection mapping. Um, maybe. If you've ever ridden Tower of Terror when they're doing projection mapping for Christmas, you'll know that it blinds you. And I can't imagine them blinding everyone in the windows of yeah, their hotel room. Yeah. But there are permits for hundreds of LED lights embedded on that side of the hotel. So that's one way to incorporate it into the show at the end of the night. They know nobody's going to be sleeping when that thing's going off. They're going to be <laughs> on that coaster, that, that Wolfman coaster, having their brain bash against their skull as they're going 360 over and over again uh other things from the leak apparently it's going to feature some sort of thematic alternate dimension story that connects to the park i don't know if that's from the leak exclusively or if that's already been somewhere else and apparently houses 500 themed rooms and suites an outdoor pool a domed bar experience which i've seen in your video so i know that one for sure is true but i was the first to say 500 rooms also several years ago there it is uh (laughs) thematic alternate dimension story what the hell does that mean (laughs) i i i I don't know. Sometimes the language, like even saying themed rooms and and like my mind goes, Ooh, are they themed to Nintendo? Are they themed to Harry Potter? Are they? No, they're themed to the Heliogos hotel. They're themed as the hotel. Like that's the thing about theme parks is the theme is celestial. Like, so I'm, I'm overthinking it. Um, I know they had like, you'll see one of the leaked, uh, one of the portfolio pictures, there's like um this weird, like futuristic clock image thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like trying to be gears, but not be gears. I know Universal Creative had a hard rule that there was no steampunk gears allowed in Celestial Park in the design of this area. It needs to be futuristic and timeless, <laughs> like Jules Verne and HG Wells, but no steampunk. No steampunk and, like, gears. So they have to really think outside the box to think, what does that even mean? So you end up with like a lot of different uh, old European like um, 
almost looks like World's Fair influences. It does kind of look like that. It looks like like uh, the original Crystal Palace or something. Oh god, it would have been so sick. On another note, on that too, Byron and I actually had the pleasure slash displeasure of going on the the Galactic Star Cruiser. I (laughs) it was a lot, and it was there was parts I liked, parts I didn't like. Either way, I've kind of gathered that this might be going for something similar to that. No, no. Universal knows that the the hotels are your um, like escape away to sleep and refresh before heading back into the parks. So most of the hotels are themed as like something beachy, like Cabana Bay or like the surf design of Endless Summer. Gotcha. Like they're supposed to be somewhere where you can go and just like recharge you're not supposed to be on all the time like a like a star cruiser where you're larping non-stop and an alarm goes off and you have to leave your room this is answering slack messages on your app that's what byron described (laughs) it as they would (laughs) they would send us little messages in our data pad on the galactic star cruiser like go to the engineering room and i'm like dude i'm trying to sleep too stressful no this they know like it's going to be this one's going to be the luxurious one the ones across the street are going to be like a a mix of like a relaxing beach hotel but with stars like they they know you're just there to chill let's run through some of the rumors and we'll break it down by land let's start with dark universe just because <laughs> it's my show i'll do what i want <laughs> i love i love dark universe uh apparently you enter dark universe through a spooky graveyard love to hear that spooky shit is that great i mean it's, I, I i hadn't heard that before but bio reconstruct got some photos of all these tombstones and it makes sense because that's like the opening scene of the original frankenstein movie yes digging up like the the body parts in the graveyard so why not start the like set the tone moodiness the graveyard sure hopefully some fog effects i just love and i i lament about this often i just wish there was more year-long halloween spooky attraction so this land is just going to quench my thirst for that very excited for the, the thing they're building in las vegas too all the lands by the way um including celestial park will have original scores i mean super nintendo world we've already heard yes. in the other existing ones but um just expect to have your mind blown when you hear some of the other composers too. I, I can't wait because one of my favorite nerdy things about theme parks are audio loops. I just love that kind of stuff. So to, to know that it's all thought about at that level of detail with legit composers, absolutely incredible. Which is crazy to think that, you know, the next generation or like kids growing up are now going to have these like Celestial Park is going to have this probably un, like a score that they're going to always find synonymous with the park. So like new... Just like oh all gosh. new nostalgia in the making. Mm-hmm. I'm actually. It'll be like my port of entry at Islands of Adventure. There like you that go. Score. Yeah. Like, but for a new generation. Uh, port of entry actually is pretty fun. Uh, I, I actually feel bad for people who are going to be born after this park is already created because they won't have the the lead up, the anticipation that we've gotten. And as, as like lifelong theme park fans, God, what a what a fucking treat. Ideally, they still get other theme parks in the future and yeah. then they still get the. Uh, they get they get all the surprise. Yeah, but imagine if your first theme park ever was Epic Universe. Yeah, and then like what happens in the like, what happens after that? To, you take them over Universal to Universal Studios Orlando. Florida, and, Universal and then you Studios got sound Florida. stages and yeah, dude. Hope you enjoy <laughs> watching Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue on with uh, some more Dark Universe uh, rumors. Rumored e ticket for Dark Universe is Monsters Unchained: The Frankenstein Experiment. That comes straight from Alicia right there, and those thought to be on the guest list for this ride. Dracula, Frankie, and Victoria Frankenstein. The rendering of this bad boy looks amazing. And it also could, it could feature some kooka arm shenanigans, according to Alicia as well. Uh, I did not look at any of the patents because I didn't want, not want it to get ruined. Uh, but I did see 
the Frankenstein animatronic in this is supposed to be incredible. The walking animatronic oh, yeah. patent. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Sorry, I slipped that in without a spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. it's 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 fine. It's it's gonna be spectacular. I mean, if you think Forbidden Journey is scary, dude, I can't imagine what I'm so excited to see Frankenstein. Like, I could walk. talk. I could talk literally for an hour about that ride and all the rumors and the ways that the different technologies will be incorporated. Because right now, if you ride Forbidden Journey. It goes like real stuff, screen moment, real yes. stuff, screen moment. This is not going to do that. Oh my it's, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, that was our big It's critique, going to yeah. incorporate um, different types of screen media and via, real animatronics and a new technology that will merge the two oh, in a way that has never been done before. And it's going to be the first time you ride it, just like the first time you rode Forbidden Journey, you're going to walk off going, how did they do that? But like in a whole new way, even though the ride system is still technically the same. I am skeptical, though. I will say anytime I hear merging real life animatronics with screens, I'm always like, I don't don't seven dwarves mind train me. I I can't even I can't even explain like just trust me. It's not that. Oh, thank God. It's different than that. (laughs) I just seeing Frankenstein walk. I see that big guy walk. I'm going to piss my pants. Fucking can't wait. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln stood up so Frankenstein could walk. There it is. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, also, our guy Wolfie, he has his own roller coaster called Curse of the Werewolf, which is apparently a spinning coaster. There's footage of it actually going through ride testing now online from Peaceful Thrill, Thrill Seeker. That's actually from Alicia's most recent blog. Uh, shout out to them. And obviously, we uh, by Reconstruct, who we shouted out earlier. Uh, Burning Blade Tavern. That's a dining location in Dark Universe, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's Frankenstein or Wolf man but there's supposed to be fire effects on that bad boy as suggested by the name i am imagining the blades themselves will be on fire yes um that's a gas permit i found years ago and i'm like okay well this windmill is going to be on fire it literally says special flame effects on the gas line permit um because normally like the gas line says it's like it's for a stove or it's for a heating element this gas line said special flame effects like okay that 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 windmill's going up on flames man that's incredible (laughs) i can't wait to see fire spin fast no fire bad fire bad no fire great fire good (laughs) that does it for my little preview of rumors for dark universe don't want to give away too much let's move on one rumor here from uh harry potter there's going to be some sort of crazy e-ticket in that British Ministry of Magic, rumored to be called Harry Potter and the Battle at the Ministry, according to you, Alicia. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently you access this building, like the Ministry of Magic, via the Flu Network. I'm guessing it's going to be some sort of Rise of the Resistance trackless tech here. Universal execs themselves hint at the grand scale of it. Alicia's shaking her head no for you guys listening. <laughs> it's... um. Yes, on grand. And that is the type of scale. I mean, there is, we can see the building and how big it's the largest indoor ride at this park. Um, wow. and just like in that video, the official video there, it is going to be impressive. But there's, if you've seen, like, even in the official video, it shows the atrium, um, yeah. with the giant wizard statues, um, where from the, the Harry Potter movies where in they the ministry. Fight, where Voldy and, and Dumbledore yes. fight and he puts Imagine them in the water. Imagine walking ball. into that full scale, just like the Gringotts Bank. Um, whereas this is taller, this is bigger. I love this is like the hangar from rise of resistance. Like that's, it's that moment once you go through the flu network and get into this building. Cause like, you're just in a city street in a different like country. And now all of a sudden you're in the British ministry from the Harry Potter series. And I can't, I still can't fathom the scale of how tall this will be. Do you think rise of the resistance was kind of like the direct 
thing that Universal Creative looked at and was like, this is what we're up against. It's strange because I know one of the earlier plans for this attraction was a trackless ride. And I wonder if they changed, like shifted gears after Rise of the Resistance came out so it wouldn't be compared directly to it. I don't think they wanted to accidentally make the same ride yeah. because there's elevators involved. There's trackless ride vehicles involved. So they kind of went back to the drawing board for whatever reason. I'm just make, putting my own idea on it but for whatever reason. And they made an entirely new ride system oh my for God. this ride that is unlike anything that you've physically experienced on a dark ride before. I can't wait because I, I will say we have seen kind of an influx of trackless dark ride technology. And I'm glad that they went outside the box here moving on to how to train your dragon isle of burke these are smaller details i just love the, there's apparently going to be giant bird houses that kind of house these dragons and one of them's yeah. going to have a big ass dragon tail just wagging mm -hmm. out of it i love that it's just great little details <laughs> uh, it's very charming also on that land there's a boat ride uh, your boy loves a flume or any kind of aquatic adventure you'd mentioned that mock was actually going to be doing the ride vehicles mm -hmm. there. It's an interactive boat ride. It's it's a little kid boat ride. You literally stand up and like shoot water cannons on this type of ride. Oh, interesting. Um, I've done it at Legoland I was Florida say before. Legoland, yeah. Yeah, and like I got really wet on that, but there's targets that you shoot at. There might be people on the land that you shoot at and they'll shoot back at you. So, it's a good like little kid boat ride, but everyone gets to ride it. So, I think it's target practice. It's to train you. This is like how to train your child land, <laughs> where everything's about training. Um so you can be um a, you know, a dragon uh like trainer later and, when you grow up. And how to get them absolutely soaked, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, it is universal. Yeah, they can't resist. The bilge rant Oh my gosh. Just, <laughs> I don't think it'll be that bad. Byron, Byron's dad. <clears throat> yeah, my dad has an affinity for the specifically the water rides at Islands of Adventure. He's like only been like, we did a family trip back in like, mm -hmm. it was like 2012 or 2014 or something. All he raved about was wanting to go back to Islands of Adventure specifically for Dudley Do Right and, uh, Popeyes, and Popeyes. Popeyes Bill Dreads. While we were, no joke, wringing our clothes out for <laughs> like, the entire day after going on those rides. Well, if you're staying at Hel Helios, you just not walk, a, you no, just, no problem. You just walk up, change your shoes, no longer have those squeaky uh, little gross shoes. How to Train Your Dragon also will have a launching roller coaster called Hiccup's Wing Gliders with rumored ride vehicles with dragon wings. You had mentioned yep. that Intamin is doing those bad boys. Yep. I have a rumored story detail if you want. Oh, yes, I would yes. like to hear I, I don't think I've ever said before, there should be a toothless and hiccup animatronic on that ride. Oh, fuck and yeah. And for the first launch, I think uh, um, toothless might actually blow the wind into our sails to send us uh, on that launch. Dude, and that insane. Like, that's how it works. Like, because all the things in this land are built by the Viking residents of Burke. So there's very, like, it looks like it's choppy wood, like it's made homemade. Like the, the Skyfly spinning ride yeah. is powered by a dragon. Like they strapped a dragon onto the stick and the dragon flaps its wings and that powers the spinning ride. Oh my God. So, like, nuts. so it's, it, it's like the Flintstones made rides is what this land is like. I can't wait. And the land looks really cool. I like all the boardwalk kind of like little wood panels that we already see mm -hmm. kind of forming. And uh, the eateries look great as well. Now, uh, from a, a th like a thrill level standpoint, I imagine that the the hiccup coaster will be kind of on par with, say, like what Hagrid's is. 
think? Or? Less intense than Hagrid's, okay. but more intense than like a hippogriff, like yeah. in between. Like a like Slinky Dog is actually a good comparison. If you've been on Slinky Dog, it's more in, it's more intense than it looks. Um, it, it, imagine Slinky Dog with extreme banked turns. The real e-ticket for that land. I know everyone's going to think it's the coaster, but that stage show, the Untrainable Dragon. I think I don't is know the about this. Hit. What is this? Because uh, oh, if you go because that's look at Beijing, up, right? Right. If you look up uh, Untrainable Dragon Show at Beijing, it is like large scale puppets from How to Train Your Dragon and an original story. Um, and it's just beautiful to look at. There's like literally Toothless and Hiccup fly over the audience. Oh, my God. So uh, it's a sleeper hit there, that, that I, stage show. I will not look it up because now I know you have the stamped it with approval and I'm going to just experience <laughs> it live. Well, these last two bullet points are also from a recent blog post from you, Alicia. Uh, mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion in Super Mario World possibly coming a new ride and a new mini land we're not just being fed these dudes are stuffing us like a goddamn I mean, Build-A-Bear this is rumor this is a rumor within a rumor like this is so like this is a phase two expansion for a park that hasn't even opened phase one yet so anything could change I'm just reporting on like everyone's always asking me what's the expansions because you can look at this official I have it open here look at the official map here and you see a big green blotch on the right and a big green blotch on the left and those are expansion plots to put new worlds um, the one on the left is rumored to connect to Nintendo because Nintendo is the smallest land and it will over time double in size and luigi's mansion is one of the first rumored expansions as of right now anyway which would make sense because it's also if it were to go where you're suggesting it would also be neighboring dark universe yeah isn't that the perfect like like in between like if it bleeds over the sight lines it still looks creepy on one side so good it's still nintendo on the other side that's what i'm so curious about as a whole like this is i feel like it's going to be very different compared to previous universal parks. Cause like, I always felt like they're like a big Achilles heel for them was the sight lines. Yeah. When compared to Disney, I just, I don't, I feel like they'll nail it here. And now they're actually it's making like, beacons that, yeah, it's like Diagon Alley. Yeah. When you're in Diagon Alley, True. you're only in Diagon Alley. Yeah. When you're in these lands, you are only they, in they these lands. Even, they couldn't really completely do that at Hogsmeade. I mean, and now they're following, they're that. just using it to their advantage. And then I will say though, I was so stoked about this. And then my stoke, really went down when I realized that this might be a shooter-like attraction. Alicia described it as a cross between the MIB ride and VillainCon. Look, (laughs) I want to say this right here. Alicia originally wanted to cover the MIB ride for this podcast, and I was like, we got to talk about Epic Universe. And that's not just because I'm not the biggest fan of it, the MIB ride. We could talk about that one day. Uh, And it's a fine attraction. But the villain con ride, maybe one of the worst rides I've ever. Oh, been why on. are you spoiling that episode? We could talk I'm about ki- it. I'm kidding. I, I mean, I mean well, would we wait, ever do an episode wait, on that? I don't when know. When I when I said that, what I mean is the gun, the blaster itself, yes. the way that it uses. It's not infrared like Men in Black. It uses a new like a Wi-Fi targeting system. Gotcha. That's all I mean. But That's not the mean. moving walkway that villain. No. Con, oh no, my. It's rumored to be an Omni mover. Oh my god. It's literally the haunted mansion with guns. That like, sounds much better. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear then or Villain Con? Yes, yes, Buzz Lightyear. I don't want to say that because I hate that the button hurts my thumb so much yeah. on Buzz Lightyear. It does the, hurt. The, the the Walt Disney World version with the like the lever back and forth, but then it twists you the other way. Like it drives me insane. Yeah, it's not. No, great. that's but, right. Are those guns? But, but, those guns at Disney World still attached to the actual vehicle? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're okay. mounted. Cause, cause and they have control of a joystick, yeah. so it's impossible to coordinate. Oh, wow. yeah. That sucks. Do you like Villain Con? Uh, 
I like minion tots. And if, <laughs> if, if it took villain con to get minion tots, oh then God. yes, by the like connection there. Yes. I like uh villain con. Byron I don't I, hate it. Oh, I, Byron and I walked onto it. Cause we're like, Oh, this is that new ride. I wonder why there's no line. And then we <laughs> got on. I've never wanted to leave a ride halfway was, through the ride, we but I at, almost did. We, I was like, where's the exit? We were looking at like the exit. Like there's the first time that impulsively on an attraction, I actually wanted to like kind of just get over the railing. I like almost like, <laughs> like, whoa, wait, 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 there's repercussions here. But like, I actually instinctively wanted to pull like a Jeff Goldblum on like the uh, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Uh, like uh, slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just bounced out of there. Deuces. But either way, a, a Luigi Mansion. I love, I mean, that would be incredible. It's one of my favorite properties. So to have that and then have it wedged between Super Nintendo World and Dark Universe and also one have its rumor own pipe. For, one rumor for Luigi's Mansion that I think is really interesting oh, is yes. that the same building that houses the ride, the actual mansion, would also house a restaurant so that you'd be eating in like a ballroom section of the mansion as the restaurant in the same building as the ride and i that's like incredible. that to me like that's that's how you theme a luigi's mansion miniland just stick it all in one giant building that is the giant mansion which would satisfy my thirst for having some sort of horror themed dining like i've always wanted there to be a, a haunted mansion style kind of restaurant mm. um that, which is why i was so jealous about that haunted mansion bar that was announced on that cruise yeah. ship uh just put it in the park don't put it on a cruise ship. Come on now. So the fact that they're going to do that here, allegedly. Possibly. Allegedly <laughs> is is yeah. is pretty incredible. And then this isn't even, I don't know why I'm putting this in here. There's This isn't even Epic Universe. But in that same article, Alicia mentioned that maybe the Simpsons being replaced by Pokemon. And maybe, maybe Zelda coming to Islands of Adventure. Maybe, maybe. Pokemon Snap. Uh, I'm in. Uh, well, that's like, I guess another interesting thing about now that they have all this land over there or uh, to the south, um, which like only a, like a certain, I don't know, not even half, right? Is taken up by Epic Universe. Well, besides some- the, once you kept like put in the the three hotels and a large backstage like support area, it, it is a good chunk of the, like they're building on 450 acres of the 750. So there's still some more land up Universal Boulevard for more hotels. And there is still technically land enough to build another theme park if they were to add parking garages instead of a flat parking lot. Oh, interesting. So wow. there is enough land because, for expansion. Because I think you might have brought this up in a podcast before that if they moved enough of their backstage area from mm-hmm. the other parks over to, you know, the, the new plot of land. Now they can make expansions to the other parks. Which makes sense. Inst- instead of doing that, like they are building gigantic tech services and food and beverage warehouses behind, or it's already built, they're setting them up now behind Epic Universe. And, but that barely moves anything off of there. They're actually building a new team member commons area at Universal Studios Florida. So instead of expanding the theme park into the backstage, they're just making the backstage better. Um, but the Simpsons area, the top right corner of Universal Studios Florida is ripe for expansion. And you can fit a whole new land behind that Simpsons ride if they want to. Oh God! I, anything to get them out of here. <laughs> um, even if they didn't, even if they didn't do it any sooner, I think that contract is up at 2028. So Simpsons yeah, is not going to get renewed. Days are numbered. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also the, the the one last thing on the Zelda thing, I I'd read that you'd mentioned in my one earlier version of it, probably not going to happen anymore. Was a Zelda boat ride that turns into a suspended dark ride halfway through. 
Right. <laughs> what is the? Is it? I'm not that familiar with Zelda. Is it Breath of the Wild? Where like yeah, you, you have the glider. You, you have the glider. Yeah. So imagine you're on this like normal boat ride, and you get to a waterfall, and it looks like you're gonna go over the waterfall, and then all of a sudden, foom, 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 the thing like comes up, and you fly. My head would explode. The, I don't even know that, how I'd react yeah. to that. Shane Madey is a huge Zelda guy. He, he would lose his mind. It would be like being on Jurassic Park the ride, and halfway through it turns into ET. God, it's fucking so good. Um. Anyways. <laughs> That, that does it for all the rumors. Do you want to have any any other rumors you'd like to talk about, Alicia, that you are particularly stoked about that I did not mention? It's not. Okay, I saw something right before we started recording, and I can't get it out of my brain. But there is a trademark for something called Darkmoor Tattoo, which Darkmoor is the village for Dark Universe. Yeah. The tattoo shop in a, a permit is a, like a makeup stand inside of the main retail. Yeah. And then there's a patent. So mixing together trademark, permit, and there's a patent for AR enabled tattoos where you get a tattoo, a temporary tattoo, Whoa. and you put your phone up to it and it comes alive. And I don't know if that ta- that patent is for this, and I don't know if that name is for this, but if you mix those three things together, I may have just stumbled upon something for Dark Universe that I had no idea about yet. That's incredible. And it also would help someone like me who's too much of a coward to get a tattoo because I'm so afraid of commitment, and I could see what I would look like with a certain tattoo. I'll have to do this. <laughs> so go universe. get yourself a universal like classic monsters tattoo yeah. at at the Universal Monsters land and then put up the app to your to your arm or whatever and it would come alive. I, I think that's a really neat concept and now I kind of want it to exist. I'm gonna get the Wolfman eating the mummy. It's gonna be fucking sick. <laughs> Byron, did you have any rumors you want to throw in here before we head into the world class tests? Ah, I'm I'm pretty good. I think those those were plenty. I'm... Two questions here before we get into those. A, when do you think this this bad boy is going to open? Because it did say summer 2025, and then with the most recent announcements, summer dropped. So mm-hmm. obviously that means later. I would imagine they would not drop it if no. You think sooner? I I don't. I honestly don't know. I think it. They're still waiting on so many things and so many different like contractors and so many like timetables. Maybe they want to leave themselves some leeway in case that it's not ready by the summer. Um, but also maybe they could open earlier if they want to. So I, I do imagine we'll get team member previews way earlier than the summer. I imagine we'll get annual pass previews at least by the summer. And I also imagine that Comcast doesn't want to wait any longer because they've already put this off for a couple of years. Makes sense. So yeah. I I think it's opening in the summer. I, I wouldn't be surprised like June, whatever the anniversary of Universal Studios Florida. Like I like do like Epcot and just open on the same day. That'd be cool. What what do you think comes first? Like completing like the infrastructure part, like Universal Boulevard and like connecting those dots or the actual mm-hmm. park itself? Um, the county says that the Kirkman Road extension, which will connect the two resorts, like they're making this road longer, will be done by the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Like we're talking December, January. And that has to be done before this park opens. If that opens on time, that road is done, all bets are off. As soon as the rides are ready, they'll open this thing. Even if it's soft open previews, whatever. And that road, they're like intending what, like 30 to 40,000 vehicles, I think they, something like that. Per day, yeah. That's insane. That's that's right. And then last question here for both of you. What are you most excited for and what are you most worried about? Okay. Uh, Honestly, for me, when it comes to theme parks, as you can see, uh, I'm, uh, I love my pizza Rizzo. I love my minion tots at the minion cafe. I like 
like well-themed theme park food restaurants. I don't want to go I'm to the you. Atlantic. I can't afford that. Yeah. I'm going to be at Toadstool Cafe every single day or the Pizza <laughs> Moon um, or the, the, the Burning Blade Tavern. I'm excited for those. I'm excited for the moments in between the rides when I get to just chill and relax in a very well-themed environment and have like medium priced food not the cheapest stuff in the in in like the hot dog stands and not the most expensive stuff over at the full service but the in-between that is my jam and that is what i'm all about um so that's what i'm looking forward to the most what am i most worried about i'm worried the that the wizarding world ride is too complicated and will have issues yep. i'm worried that the dark universe ride is um ambitious with its technologies and won't look good i think it will but i'm worried it won't those are two good ones by the way i'm excited for that grog restaurant over in uh in how to train a dragon isle of burke uh byron what, what about you you know going off what you said alicia with the uh kind of like the middle tier food because that's mm-hmm. like one of my kind of like my favorite stuff, especially recently about like going to like Disney parks and stuff like that. And that's what I always have, at least with Universal Hollywood here, I've had an issue. I'm never excited about getting anything to eat or like right. doing the in-between attraction stuff like you were mentioning. Whereas like you go to Epcot or something, it's, oh, it's like it's, it's part of the culture. And so okay, like my right. worry is... And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they, you know, optimistically, I hope they address that at this park because I haven't really seen it apart from like Mythos, which is not like a middle tier food place. Like yeah. that's the only place mm-hmm. I've actually like, enjoyed eating Mythos is at great. a universal place. RIP. Um, but if they're able to kind of create that, the you know, like, I mean, Disney food blog exists for a reason. Like there, mm-hmm. there's so much. I mean, Satouli Canteen is probably the standard for me for quick service. Like oh, nothing yeah. comes close to that quality. Those Pongu um, Pongus. Is that what, that what they were? Like, or? Well, like, oh, no, I, that's the, not, Satouli's the one next to it. That's not even yeah, a little the pickup. Quick yeah, 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 yeah. The quick service area. Is yeah, where good. you can like get your own bowl with the different bases and the different proteins and the little cheeseburger pods and stuff. It's just really like well-themed, high quality. Um I do like the Minion Cafe. I think that it's trying to do something different in Universal Studios Florida, which hasn't had the best quick service locations. I mean, even the Wizarding Worlds succeed pretty well in having um, some high quality quick service. Um, but like Toadstool Cafe is doing something a little different. I like the the whimsy of it, just like Minion Cafe. Ryan, so, are you the only one out of the three of us then that's been to Toadstool Cafe? Have you been to Toadstool Cafe? I've been. It's okay. I think I actually... I think it's better than Minion Cafe. I, I I will say that I'm of the mind that Universal's food has always not been the greatest. Uh, but that's also just because like I am comparing it to like an Epcot. Because like even right. other Disney World resorts, food items aren't the greatest. Like even Disneyland. I mean, Disneyland, you have a couple really good ones. But um. mm-hmm. I think it's also important to note that the demand for Toadstool, Toadstool Cafe in Hollywood is ridiculous. It's, it's right like now. it's yeah. booked for the whole day oh. by like the morning. I mean, so, that's uh, why y'all, they had to make the power up like snack stand just to like offset the amount of money they're like we're not we're making it's too un- much money here and we're unreal. like cutting it off yeah. we have to make a second restaurant on the upper lot just to recoup mm. some of this lost money so I, byron is that your worry or is that because we got to get going to the world oh yeah uh, here. that was the worry um and then well i guess the other worry was just a lot of like beautiful bells and whistles with not enough emotional substance but interesting <gasps> i once again because i think it will be impressive no matter what like yeah. you say, like the money's getting put into it. Like we've looked at concept, but I, I think they will deliver on the look, the amount of attractions. I love that they're not doing 
Like their phase two, if you will, is actually just creating new portals as opposed to, oh, okay, you get one of the rides and then we'll open the second ride in like yeah. six months because we can't figure it out. Rise yet. of the we resistance, need to meet yeah. our, our deadline to, you know, make good on our earnings, whatever. What I'm most excited about, a dueling launch coaster, but I, I fucking love roller coasters. He loves roller so. coasters. He really oh, and, oh, and Donkey Kong. I Dude. Mean, I don't know if that's like, is that, it might be another Intamin one. Technically set point. Uh, does, did the, the 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 coaster track for that? Gotcha. Is that kind of like a Gringotts situation where it's like a few people kind of came together? And, yeah. All right. But nothing compared to the Ministry of Magic ride. That is like four different companies Frankensteining something together that's never been done before. And speaking of Frankenstein, which is why I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your that's that's your big pop. My my right? my I'm I'm most excited for Dark Universe. Uh, by far. I'm gonna I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna sleep in the Burning Blade Tavern. Well, the cool thing is, is it's IP, but it's so distant from yeah, like it's, its origins that you're still you know it just, it doesn't feel like something they just slapped on there it's like you're gonna get a new adventure you're probably gonna get new characters you would hope it's been underutilized ip universal has this great classic monsters ip that they've just kind of never really known what to do with and that's why i'm excited for it i'm actually my worry is that it's gonna feel slapped on that like they threw us a bone like here you go you really think so and it's not gonna actually feel like- be as like not as much effort as like super nintendo world or or you know, the Ministry of I don't think you have to worry about that. Okay, then I'm I'm stoked. I mean, because you can't you can't just like replicate like the old black and white like films, which what usually people are drawn back to, and that's the inspiration. So yeah. to get it like kind of brought into color in like real time, I, and but still have that feel. Like I I think if there's a slam dunk at this park, that's the land that that actually you exceeds a, the I expectations. Mean, you weren't it, a fan at of very it? least the vibes are going to be like immaculate in there, oh especially if the music, the fog effects, the lighting, you, you walk into there at, at nighttime, you maybe got some meet and greets with the different monsters, the vibes. And also there is an original character, Dr. Victoria Frankenstein, the great yep. granddaughter uh, of uh, the original Dr. Frankenstein. She's got her own experiments. She's got her own concepts going on. So, you know, it's an original storyline. It's like, it's like an original land, um, but utilizing the the things we're familiar with so it's a new twist we'll see what byron you weren't a fan of uh tom cruise's the mummy what the the, the reboot <sighs> what <laughs> that didn't exist what, what, I don't what, know what, what you're mummy? talking what you, about yeah <laughs> the, the mummy what the mummy oh i see what you're talking about very good <laughs> uh okay anyway let's move on to the world-class tests this is a rubric of 10 tests painstakingly devised by Byron and myself to determine if an attraction is world-class. Now, obviously, this is a special episode, and some of the tests may not apply to an entire theme park, which is why I have devised some new ones that even Byron doesn't know about. That's right, Alicia. We're in the same boat today. <laughs> so if you hate them, if you hate these new tests, it's all my fault. Don't blame Byron. Uh, as always, to receive the highly coveted world-class pass, this theme park must pass 7 out of 10 tests. A score of 6 out of 10 leaves the park up for debate for world-class pass standing. Don't think we're going to have to do that. And anything lower than 6 out of 10 is an automatic fail. If we failed this, I think we would be kicked off of Theme Park YouTube forever. Alicia would walk off the podcast like Robert Downey Jr. Test number one, the average tourist test. Would the average tourist have a hard time getting on these attractions based on what we've gathered? Is there a complicated queue system? Express pass? Transportation and parking, is is it hard to access the theme park in general? I mean, there will be a level of confusion because people will be standing at the entrance to Universal Studios Florida and they'll be like, Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios Florida, where's Epic Universe? And like, get back in your car. It's two miles that way. Yeah, because you don't go through the city. There is that element. Yes. No, it's not connected to the original. But, but there will be free shuttle bus transportation from that 
um, area at City Walk to this park. So worst case scenario, you stay parked there, you hop on a shuttle bus and you're there in 10 minutes. So it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I saw that on one of your blogs that there was actually space for a shuttle bus station that they're are they, have they built it already or are they are it's they... being the land's being cleared right now gotcha. but there's there's dedicated bus lanes down that road so Which, there won't even be traffic i gotta say the universal bus system i don't know if it's just like a small sample size for me coming to visit like you know once a year or something like that but i stayed at, at like endless summer yeah like mm-hmm. about a year or two ago and i gotta say i think their bus system is more efficient than disney world's right now well, it is quick. It's like every 10 minutes on the dot, but they That's also awesome. have less things to service. There's yeah. only the one depot for City Walk and the parks and then the few hotels. So, I mean, Disney's got a whole universe down there. Yeah. What do you think the word. wait times are going to be for all these rides? Like, because there's so a many lot. new e-tickets. This is new. <laughs> Hopefully people are doing all the uh, interactive stuff, which we didn't even touch on. But there's like the interactive wands, the power-up bands, probably something in Dragons, probably something in Dark Universe, besides interactive tattoos. I don't know. Those will probably be sucking some time for some people uh, so hopefully the lines for the rides aren't always long. And a bunch of new dining locations, a bunch of new merch. So I, I, I actually, and shows, I, I think there's enough offerings here and hotels that are nearby where people will take breaks midway through the day. <laughs> I do think that this is going to be surprisingly, relatively, <laughs> like not that crazy in terms of just two hour waits for every ride. No. Uh I think there'll be two hour waits for Mario Kart, three hour waits for Mario Kart for a long time, because even though it's existing in two parks already, this is Orlando where everyone in the world comes to and everyone's going to go to Nintendo first. So I'll be over at Dark Universe enjoying that ride instead. I was about to say, good, go, go to go on Mario (laughs) Kart. Enjoy your two mile per hour ride. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I'm going to I'm going to say this is a pass pass for you based on what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, look. This is not a situation where everyone in the park is coming to ride that new ride. It's no. going to be mm-hmm. everyone in the park trying to ride, you know, all these new rides. We're saying what? It's like 50 attractions or something That's like that. Insane, I don't know what constitutes dude. what an attraction is. because No, like, they didn't say attraction. I believe they said 50 things to experience. Oh. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> gift shops, restaurants, like like stands. The, 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 cause I'm like, 50 is a little high. So I'm like, the, no, this is the they celestial. They the splash uh, pad as a exa- attraction. Exactly. So. I was like, ooh, I, I don't know if that's. I think uh, we're looking at like 13 rides yeah. when the park opens. And then like, it's very similar to Islands of Adventure yeah. when it first opened in 99. Do they count the 15 restrooms as experiences? Or, <laughs> or uh, what, you know, the Toadstool Cafe? I get, you know. Yes. <laughs> I think that they, since they are building this from the ground up, they've been able to use decades of market research to make this the most accessible and easy to access park and this was what i was going to ask you too about was do you think anything about like guest experiences as opposed to like for example like disney adopted you know the genie plus and like the um the boarding group system when rise of the mm-hmm. resistance was coming out i feel like universal is just not going to touch it and they're just going to l- let queuing be queuing that's good but i mean i, I don't, like i'd that. like to hear you, your takes on it if if a land reaches capacity, if let's be real, if Super Nintendo World reaches capacity, they'll probably have you pull out your app and get a virtual line to return to that land, just like Hollywood did when Makes it first sense. opened. They still do it every now um, and then. 
Yeah. And I think that is something because of the portals, it's easy to cut off a land and um, say, sorry, folks, this land's closed, but you can sign up to come back later when we have more room and then it'll alert you on the app and you go right in. So other than that, I don't see it as a like requirement for rides. They might sell a la carte virtual lines as new express in the future. That might be coming down the road, but it won't be required. It won't be a boarding group system because that's awful. <laughs> well, based on all that, it seems like, what, what do you think? A pass on this one, Alicia? Yeah, I think it's a pass, but there are like caveats. It's, it is a lot of new information. Like Tapu Tapu was new, yes. but it's supposed to be for our better enjoyment. Tapu Tapu was confusing until I got hammered, hammered, and it was fucking incredible. And I was just laying on the beach just in a day. Exactly. I thought, I thought it was so easy. <laughs> I mean, I the guess. Tapu Tapu? I had to be, expl- it had to be explained to me. Um, assuming that they don't make like reservations insanely hard to get into this yeah. park as a whole. When it first opens, I think this is definitely a pass. From what we know, it seems like it's a pass. Yeah. So one for one. Moving on to test number two, the Air Buds test. Would you and your buds be willing to fly down to Orlando solely for this theme park? I, I mean, this, we don't even have to discuss No, this, this is right? an easiest yes you could okay. possibly give. Okay. I, the reason why I thought of this is like there are theme parks where you would not fly, like Disneyland Paris. I would not fly down to Paris just for that park. It's a good park, yeah. but I'm not going to make it a trip around right. it. Uh, or even like what they're planning in the UK. I can't imagine I'm going to fly down to the UK just for that. I might because I'm a weirdo. Paddington Bear. That's fucking true. <laughs> they don't have they don't have the IP. I think right. He's not part. Is he part of it? If he is, he I, might be. He's I will change my answer to yes. I for said that. it. Therefore, it must happen. Uh, that's true. You are kind of the Nostra- <laughs> I brought it to fruition. You're the Nostradamus of theme parks. <laughs> the, the, this sound by already entered like the Universal uh, Experiences boardroom, and there's like Alicia said it. We got to make it come true. <laughs> Get on it now. Yeah. 2026 opening. You have them on pins and needles over there. Byron, is this a yes for you? You, I mean, are you yeah. out of your mind? I mean, like, are you out of your mind? I've flown with I've flown with you to Orlando just to go revisit a park we've been to like five times. Yeah, there's yeah, but so, this this is the ultimate version of. I like, would I would I would drop my shit if my future child was being born. <laughs> oh no! I would get on that plane and have to deal with it later. I'm not serious, but <laughs> I am serious about giving it a pass. You'd be like, I have to go. I said it on the Air Buds test. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's two for two. Uh, moving on to the smartphone test. We know this one. Do the cues of these attractions have enough to keep you off your phone? What do we know about some of these these cues, particularly oh. some of the e-tickets? They seem crazy. I mean, like, the Mario Kart cue is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, like, they do a good job of keeping it, like, changing throughout the queue. And um, from what I've heard and what I've seen in permits for the um, Monsters Unchained, like, that cue is really interesting to me because it's it's like a Hun Mansion type queue. Oh, like if this dude. is Frankenstein's manor. This is a, a hundred and some 150 year old like like his experiments are are like the last room. We still have to go through all the first rooms. Oh, we have like the, the the like the it's just but then of course the Ministry of Magic. Like first we had the going through the castle at Hogwarts. Then we had Gringotts. Now we have the Ministry of Magic. It's getting bigger each time. Yeah. The yeah, novelty of phone. potentially flu powdering too but even mm-hmm. like the isle of burke ones like the how to train your dragon cues i bet you those are going to be cool like you're well, seeing the dragon with a tail wagging out of it the birdhouse that's not even in a queue right. that's There's, just in the land i feel like because even if you're waiting outdoors i feel like in all of will. these portals 
you're at least going to be surrounded. Like there's going to be some level of kinetic energy, which we yeah, haven't been dragons, seeing of in a lot of recent lands. Right. I feel like that were built. The dragon's cues are outside, but that whole land is like Tomorrowland original kinetic energy, where every form of transportation is happening around oh, you. God, that's awesome. Like there's boats and coasters and, oh, and that, flying things. That so. swelling music. Oh, oh, it's so good. Uh, what, what's the name of that track? Uh, it's like Flight School. I forget. And we didn't mention it, but those two gigantic Viking statue, the Viking and the dragon statue at the entrance to that land yeah. also have gas lines running to them for flame effects. Dude, it's great because the dragon on top of Gringotts, always a showstopper. Anyways, that clearly seems to be a pass. I mean, they're going for it. What, what, do, we, what do we have to say here? Three yeah. for three. Moving on to test number four. <laughs> The Tony Stark test. How innovative will this theme park be? Will it push theme park tech forward? <laughs> Woodbury literally said it's the most technologically advanced theme park they've ever built. Yeah. And they've. Doesn't that answer that question? It should. <laughs> it should. Uh, I, I can't imagine this isn't going to push. I mean, you already mentioned a couple ride systems that haven't been seen before. One at the Mystery, mm -hmm. Ministry of Magic and also some animatronic actions in the, uh, oh, the yeah. Monsters ride. We're going to have a coaster jump track. I mean, there's the well, I guess that technically is opening Japan, but still, I mean, almost every e-ticket has something that pushes theme park tech forward. There's a rumor for drones, dragons that are drones to fly over the land at Hatchery Dragon. Shit. So you can look in the corner of the land and see flying dragons. Are, are we going to um, overdose on theme park? Dude, go? I don't think I'm going to survive my first visit to this. I, I might legit pass away. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have like a little like medical facility where they just like throw you on a stretcher just, like up oh, another theme park head? Get them. There's a health services at the back of the park and a health services at the front of the of park. Course. I can point them out on the map for you. They're going to need to put me in there in the maximum stokage. The tent. Too much stokage. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, pass on that one. Clearly four for four. What a shocker. Test number five. Another test that we all know, the Hollywood test. Will a majority of these attractions be adaptable for the silver screen? Will they all have comprehensible stories? It seems so. Well, lit literally every land is, except for Celestial Park, is based off an IP. Yes. What's great, though, is that every one of them is an extension of their original stories. Bowser has put forth a new course that is not in any of the video games. Um, the descendant of Dr. Frankenstein is restarting his research. The Ministry of Magic ride takes place after the original Harry Potter movies. Whoa. And even the Untrainable Dragon is a new story featuring the characters from How to Train Your Dragon meeting a new dragon. Holy shit. Well, that's a mic drop. Nice. Yeah. And then the park back in theme parks <laughs> yeah. in the middle, which is probably going to have its... I, yeah. I'm, oh, gosh, and if that I'm wasn't so enough, excited. you could go back to your hotel that has a story as well. Somehow. <laughs> Dude, I mean, <laughs> another pass. Five for five. We're, we're flying here. Uh, test number six here. The California Adventure Test. How likely is this to be in need of a total park upgrade in the future? Uh -huh. Uh, I I don't I don't think so. It might be in the need of a of a new land, the way that Islands of Adventure needed the the Hogsmeade edition. Yeah, but like it'll get it. Like it, whether it's Lord of the Rings or what, there's a gigantic twenty oh, acre spot over to the right of this that they could put a whole new portal in. Um, but I don't think you're gonna need to redo any of these no, lands no. anytime you're, soon. You're not gonna need to redo any of like the entrance to the park or a land in general or just axle no. land completely. There, there's mm, gonna be none yeah. of that. I feel like it already feels like. Like this park needs new lands like epcot uh, world showcase needs pavilions as if they as in they don't really like i love world showcase just the way it is if they happen to come in like great more cool new stuff but it doesn't seem like we're deprived of any of that and no. i don't think i don't think with the amount of you know time and money and you know everything they've learned from previous lands i just i don't see it 
Oh, um, I, I, see, I, I see them. I see them knocking it out of the park. And it's, if anything, it'll just be additions, not fixes. This world class test section is just going to be fucking stoked. <laughs> that is a clearly an underpass there. Is it six, 2025 yet? Six What's for six. On? Test number seven: the AMC test. We come to this place for magic. Will the majority of attractions in this park feature screen technology? Will heartbreak not feel good in a place like this? <laughs> This is a tough one. This is a yeah. Uh, this, this is, is the only one, one I could see it maybe taking an L because I I don't know enough about the inner workings of a lot of the e tickets, but I have to imagine. Now here's the thing: when I was devising this, I mean it in that it's dependent on the screen tech. Okay. Not does it just like have it every now and then? Because uh, Harry Potter <sighs> Forbidden Journey is dependent on the screen tech, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, yes, I think the two giant, I mean, three, if you count Mario Kart, is Mario Kart dependent on the screen tech? I would, Does the screens I would say on so. your eyeballs count? I like, would say um, so, yeah. It's kind of a gray so, area, but yeah. I think all three indoor main e-ticket rides here are dependent on screen technology in some way, yes. Ooh. Oh, man. Are we going to, is this going to be the first... But here's the thing. They're all different. They're not just slap on some 3D glasses and here's a dome screen. They are very, very different experiences using different types of screens. I, I based on your test, I'd say you can, you, it fails. Yeah, because if you look at like an e-ticket roster like at Disneyland, 90% of them don't even have a screen mm -hmm. and they don't need it. So the Yoshi ride doesn't have screens. Starfall Racers doesn't have screens. Uh, the spinning roller coaster. It's all the secondary attractions and then the big roller coaster that don't have screens. Donkey Kong doesn't have screens. Oh, nice. That's one that's pretty, pretty. It's all like a lot of animatronics on that one. So, you know, that's impressive in its own right. But like the three gigantic indoor rides. So you think even, even the Dark Universe one, you think will have enough substantial screen use? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in a way that is different. I don't want to like give it away. Yeah. But it's so different that you're gonna be like, oh, I get it. It's fine. You know, and that in that respect, I think I'm gonna have to fail it, and we could come back after we go on them. Well, that's the thing. It's like yeah, right. just just by the virtue of the test, like I think I agree. I think it's a fail. However, it could just be done so uniquely and so done like or so well and for so now. seamlessly for now potentially. But for now, I'd say fail. No, I'm saying. For now, we thought the same thing about Harry Potter. And then as time went on, we were like, um, oh, those screens kind of blow. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. in the moment, it's like, this is crazy. Ten years from now, that's yeah. the biggest complaint about Universal go, Parks is that screens have overtaken them. Because it could go the way of Spider-Man in 99 or Maybe. Transformers, um, you know, a decade or so. Or, 2011 yeah, to now. Yeah. There's, is very similar ride style and like ride tech however i think the spider-man one just translates still better to this day but we don't know which one it's going to be just going by the I facts saw, i saw that episode by the way i still love transformers <laughs> i hate the transformers movies hate them but i love the transformers ride and i think it's because a single rider i can just walk right in oh yeah single i rider honestly right think single that's 50 percent of why i like that ride but so i'm gonna go fail fail yeah all right six for seven moving into test number eight uh, but before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsors. And I just realized I haven't cut, done any sponsor throws this entire episode. So we're just going to have to. It's fine. I always just like cut them like a fun like. Ha, ha, and, and we're back. Let's see how this bad boy lands. Don't scream at us in the comments. Uh, test number eight. The no ticket test. No ticket. Will there be enough e-tickets on opening day or will Indiana Jones have to throw them off a plane? Because uh, this is a this is a deep cut. But in Last Crusade. 
There's mm-hmm. that scene when Indiana Jones asks no for tickets, tickets yeah. no tickets, and throws the Nazi into a pile. I know suitcase. it from Jay and Silent Bob, but you know. Either way. Yeah. Huh? Is it a dirigible or is it a plane? Oh, you're right. It's actually one of those. Um, it's like the Hindenburg. It's thing. the Hindenburg, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, very funny scene. I just wanted to use that bite. <laughs> um, will there be enough e tickets on opening day? Now this whole park is e tickets. That's I, the problem. Also, here's just just for reference. I went ahead and I counted the number of e tickets according to me at three of my favorite theme parks: Disneyland. There's eight. Indy, Space, Thunder, Haunted Mansion, Pirates, Tiana, Rise, Matterhorn. You can make an argument for Jungle, Smugglers, or Star Tours. I left them out. Let's call it eight. Islands of Adventure, Hagrid's, Velocicoaster, Forbidden Journey, Hulk, Jurassic River Adventure, five. Epcot, Cosmic Rewind, Test Track, Mission Space, maybe, Frozen, Ratatouille, Soren. that's six. So it seems like the baseline, and I consider all three of those world-class theme parks, mm-hmm. would be five. Okay. You, let, you left out living with the land, by the way. That is not a neat ticket attraction. I, I did do. not hear it. <laughs> I love that ride. But I heard ride. Mission Space for some reason. I love that ride. Mission Space with its, what, it's, what 15 minutes? Usually? Here's a Mission Space question mark, to be clear. Here, here's the thing. Are you going to count Donkey Kong Minecart Madness? I think so. Oh, absolutely. Mario Kart. Yeah. Yes. Monsters Unchained. Yes. Yeah. Ministry of Magic. Yes. Starfall Racers. Yeah. Yes. And that's not even getting to dragons. So, yeah, five. There you go. So, I mean, dragons would be six. If you were to count the coaster or the show, like, I I don't know if you wanted to count those, but even if you don't, let's go with five. It's kind of crazy. That just, I don't want to sound like a homer here, but the fact that Disneyland has eight, pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it's just like every time you talk about e-tickets, Disneyland's lineup is always like, damn, it's a good lineup. And but, that's I think, not even I mean, but here's the thing is I think this covers, this is going to cover a much wider spectrum of age brackets per yeah. e-ticket. It's not like that park opened with all those e-tickets either. No, it did not. It o- I heard at least three there that weren't there in the first like 20 no, years. No, and also <laughs> if you really want to be kind of a stickler, I am, this is going to piss people off. There are some that are were e-tickets that maybe aren't. I consider Haunted Mansion an e-ticket. I could see some people not. I could see some people. Oh, I, no, it is. It, it to is. me, it is. But to like an yeah. average person, it's like, dude, when are we going to go upside down? Like the that. Tiki Bird Room was an e-ticket when it first yeah. opened. Uh, it was number of animatronics, therefore e-ticket. Pirates, you like, could things also change. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, according to me, it has eight. All right, that's a pass for me. Pass across the board. Pass. Okay. Pass. Seven for eight. Moving on to test number nine, the Tasty Trilogy test. Sorry. <laughs> Will there be at least one decent quick service option, one decent table service option, and one decent elevated dining option? in this park uh there's at least two good elevated dining options there's at least three in my opinion good quick service the mead hall over in um the how to train your dragon is a quick service location so this big giant like meeting hall from the movies with like the fire pit in the center and the long tables like that is one of the quick service locations like i can imagine being served like a giant turkey leg like a viking mug and stuff like um there's like each of the lands has what they're called upscale quick service where you like place an order and they give you a little buzzer or whatever you go back to your table 
Um, there's That's one in what Monsters. Saying, yeah. We haven't even talked about it. There's one in Monsters, which is rumored to be called Doss Steakhouse, and that steak, like steak through the heart steak. Oh we haven't even man, talked about that like there's two I didn't know over that at the one. Wizarding World. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of quick service, and then the smaller restaurants in the hub. Um, there's smaller like food stands. There's a bao bun place. There's a fancy popcorn place. There's fancy popcorn. Like, you know, flavored popcorn. Your favorite. Oh, like, your favorite. You love the flavor. Well, popcorn. no, no, I don't. So, I don't. I don't endorse funny corn, but I will say if they have some nice butter and salt, I'll also get that there. You well, know. yeah, <laughs> and some popcorn buckets. No, but I think there's a lot of options, and uh, we didn't talk about like uh, the Oak and Star Tavern is a quick service with smoked uh, barbecue food oh, man. Um, in the hub. So there's a lot of good places to eat, and at least two full service restaurants that look really impressive. I mean, it pretty much crushed that test. Then, yeah. I, I can't wait. I guess that's another easy pass. I haven't seen it before effectively in a universal park. However, I do think this is it's going to happen here. So, I And it was part it. of their presentation that they yeah. said, uh, you know, great dining. The dining was part of the presentation, which you don't often see when people are advertising a theme park. So it makes me believe they wouldn't say that unless they were confident in it. Some of the city walk locations in recent years have been getting better. And I think that's more illustrative of what we're going to see in the Celestial Park dining locations. All right. Well, past that, eight for nine. Moving on to test number 10. Let's see if we could get this at nine for 10. The fine wine test. Do we believe this park will age well? Will it stand the test of time? (sighs) I mean, yes, because the center is all that matters. I think the center, as long as they, they nail the Celestial Park, they can gut the lands and put a new portal up and it would still work. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that because one of the things that makes Disneyland so timeless is that hub kind of structure and that Main Street is so iconic. And this is like Main Street if Main Street had a fucking e-ticket roller coaster in right. the middle of it. Wow, yeah, that's you a could, good point. You could like you completely demolish how to train your dragon or wizarding world and not affect the rest of the park and build something completely new if it felt dated or if there was any reason to do such a thing. And it's because of this unique design, there's not even a loop like you would get at a Disney castle park. So it doesn't affect the rest of the park. And they have room to keep growing. So they have a lot of room to grow. Yeah. I couldn't see how this isn't going to just keep aging beautifully. And like you said, like celestial park is like, it kind of has a timeless feel. So Mm And if yeah. that if that's kind of like the beating heart, it's pretty. It's, this is de- I mean, definitely a pass. Yeah, this is definitely a pass for me as well. I mean, when, when was the last time we were this excited about a theme park opening? Never, never. <laughs> never. I mean, we've never had a lead up like this. Well, that's uh, Alicia. Do you agree on a pass on that? I'm gonna <laughs> imagine yes. Okay, <laughs> that that's a pass. That's nine for ten. Congratulations to Epic Universe. I always say congratulations as if they care, but congratulations to Epic Universe. You are a world class theme park, according to us. Before we've been there. Um, <laughs> we will probably revisit this at some point in the future. We'll be happy to do so. Please have us out, Universal. We will come. For now, thank you for coming on to the pod, Alicia, and uh, staying with us for this extra epic-sized episode. I'm sorry we kept it, you it's so It's very late. fitting. It's fitting for the, the... It's what she deserves, the epic universe. No, this was maybe the most fun I've had on, on, on this show, just because it, it was truly a, a geek-out session. Um, <laughs> man. 
what 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 a fantastic time we've had here. Uh, also, before we let you go, is there anything that you would like to, uh, to plug? I know that before we started recording, you had mentioned that you are actually a credited writer on the unofficial guide to Universal Orlando, oh, which yeah, I believe I'm, you have a book of that right yeah, there. I'm a contributing author for the Universal Orlando unofficial guide. Uh, check it out wherever books are sold. It's actually in bookstores if you can find one of those. Um, but you really want to get next year's edition because this book's about to get a third thicker thicker so you want to look for that oh my god that's um, amazing but you you can find me at theme park stop on youtube i'm posting everything we talked about and so much more as we get closer to epic universe i might be putting out like hour-long videos because we have so much to talk about i would love that because it would, it would make it easier because i watch your videos during lunch and I wish there was more for me to, to, to chew food to. And also, could you hit us with the URL for your website? Because I also sometimes enjoy reading the blog post oh, version yeah. of your videos. Yeah, which you I do. always do. And there's more articles than there are videos. Um, it's orlandoparkstop.com, but it's going to eventually be rethemed. So just type in themeparkstop.com because uh, I'm branching out to more than just Orlando. You know, we got that UK rumor happening. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, because uh, like if you don't uh, want to see the video or if you prefer reading things, she does article versions of her videos which i don't know anybody else who's doing that it's incredible well um, technically i've been doing the writing before the video so like it made sense to me to just keep doing that too i just don't know how you have the time in the day <laughs> to, to do these <laughs> things but uh once again thank you for coming on and uh for everyone else that's listening thank you for listening or watching if you're watching this over on youtube make sure you subscribe and like the video and if you're listening subscribe to the podcast and rate this bad boy five stars we're at FYA pod on socials. I'm at Ryan Bergara on Instagram at Ryan S Bergara on Twix. And uh, Byron is at Byron A. Marin on all these socials. But until next time, uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching. Awesome. Thank you, Alicia. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.